Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast. I am Chuck. Today's episode is brought to you by Lower Gentry Studios. Here at Lower Gentry Studios, we create thought-provoking content with integrity and we enjoy every aspect because we are hedonists. You can go to www.lowergentrystudios.com to check out all of our original content, which includes two feature films, a web series, and this podcast, of course. Back episodes and future episodes if you check it in the future. So thank you for joining us today. Us, as in a collective us, we have Zoe and Elliot, my regular co-hosts. Yeah. Heck yeah. Thanks Although for coming Zoe in. Zoe hasn't been on in a while. And actually, I haven't been on in a while either. Last week, we had uh, some blood stories, and then the week before that, we had some blood stories that I wasn't allowed to be on. Mm. No, there weren't enough places at the table. So. No, don't don't say it like that. You we guys, know that it was a very different conversation before that, the band came on. That mm-hmm. Sun Blood Stories was awesome. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, I would highly recommend. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be here, but after watching it, it's uh, it was really well done. Good job, guys. Thanks. All right. Well, I mean, mostly good job to the band because yeah. it's really it's really easy to look awesome recording a really awesome band. That's and I don't fair. think anybody really thought like, wow, that was amazing, like filming. It was mostly like that band is freaking sweet. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I saw them at Tree Fort last year and yeah. they blew me away live. So I was really impressed that uh, there was a comparable, if not better, performance on the camera. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, for sure. And they're actually going to I'm going to go to I'm going to go check them out again. Oh, oh yeah, they're Tree coming Ford up. Again? No, no. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go see them on December 21st. Yeah, they're playing on Saturday, December 21st. Where at the, at the Neurolux? Yeah, <gasps> with a couple of other cool bands that I can't remember the name of right now, off the mm-hmm. top Dang. of my head. But whatever. I think they're. They headlining. didn't pay us for. Uh, they didn't pay us for advertising, so I'm not even gonna advertise the show really. Mm-hmm. So what? Uh, I mean, other than that, some blood stories is gonna be at the Neurolux, and it's probably gonna open at about 7:30, and the show's gonna start at 8:30, and it's uh, I think eight bucks to get in advance, and then ten dollars at the at the Door. Dang, you know Are some serious information. <laughs> no, but we have a mutually beneficial situation to where if they watch, if people watch Sunblood Story stuff, then they're watching our podcast. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. So always, always go after trickery. Trickery. We're scratching baby. backs. All We're right. just a big back scratch situation. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So what makes today special? Today is special because we have a special guest, a chef. <gasps> Chef Jacques. <gasps> I and he's, love Chef. He's going to give us a trick mm. about cooking a steak. So we're going to cut to him right now. Okay. All right. Welcome to cooking with Chef Jacques. Today, I teach you the secret to the perfect beef steak. First, you put on the pepper. And then, you let it rest. Crush little beef steak, don't you cry. Chef Jacques is going to let you rest a bit. Okay, that was uh, <laughs> that was that was that was good. Thank yeah, you, right. we need yeah, to make sure you. we'll have to check in later and see what the next step is okay. because I'm excited. For sure. But right. now that we know the I key, I think we're good. But we'll we'll find out later. Okay. Are, um, we, ready, are we ready to do a movie review? Yeah, we're gonna talk about a movie. So let's do it. Okay. We have a we have a jingle. Here it comes. All right. 
A good thing I wear my earplugs underneath my headphones. Was yeah. that a little loud for you? Yeah, it was a little loud for me. The two old me. men on the side had their headphones out away from their face. And yeah, we're blasting, we're blasting that theme song today. I liked it. So yeah. we need to talk about the talk of Netflix. The talk mm, of Netflix, mm, mm. which is the new marriage st- story what? with Adam Driver. Wait, I thought we were talking about I'm Martin just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie yet. Although that movie's supposed to be pretty good. I'm going to watch it this coming weekend or maybe at some juncture. So we're talking about The Irishman, though. Martin Scorsese's new flickety flick. Yeah, it's a major flick. Yeah, major Big one. Flick. It was a really, yeah, it's really, really long. Three, three and a half hours? Yeah, three, three and a half. No, it's three and a half hours. Three and a yeah. half hours. Ken Burns narrates. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which Lots I thought of, he did a really good job narrating that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I didn't oh, realize how old he got or how many those, people he killed. For yeah. those, what the, for those of you who have not seen The Irishman yet, you're gonna want to click onto this and go watch it because spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler or if you want to see the 20 minute rendition of it, then instead of I sitting through three and a half hours, you yeah. can watch the rest of this. Save and then yourself three hours and ten minutes and just watch this. Cliff notes. Yeah, cliff notes. That's so yeah, that's, first, how I, that's how I read Moby Dick. Valid. So, valid. I'm just kidding. I never read the Cliff Notes. Yeah. Oh, no. I just saw the 20-minute podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to go first? Um, I think... uh, Do you want me to go first? I can go first. We're both looking at you, Elliot. Okay. Uh, I guess I I need to to have like a preamble here, which is Martin Scorsese is like probably my favorite American director. Definitely my favorite living director. Mm. And then so I thought it was... uh, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a really, really, really cool movie. And I really, really, really enjoyed it, especially in the way that it kind of, he differentiated it from his other like big like gangster epics like Goodfellas or Casino or even like The Wolf of Wall Street, mm-hmm. which those movies were always trying to, uh, I guess they were they were kind of like like threading this needle between glorifying like the life the like the life of these like hardened criminals, and then so you were never quite sure whether it was like glorifying their behavior or like con- or condemning it. Mm-hmm. Where this one was like more like it was you could tell it was definitely trying to condemn it without it being too heavy handed. So I don't know, I liked it. Yeah, the, the yeah, I really liked it a lot. It's probably my favorite movie that I've seen this year. I would have to say. I mean, wow. I, I'm yeah. not sure if. I agree with the fact that the movie was inherently condemning the gangster life. For me, it transcended that. And it took this world that's really seems out there and made it really relatable. And I think it condemned something innately human and not just reserved for gangsters. I think that's what set it apart. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about the length? I thought the length was fine. I mean, I... I, I, I thought it was cool. And I, I hadn't seen in a movie. I guess I hadn't like sat down. I watched the whole thing in one sitting. We both did in one sitting. That's that's a lie. So what had happened was we sat down and we watched most of it in one setting. But in the beginning, like 15 we got interrupted. minutes, you were doing laundry. He started yeah. folding laundry. I took a nap. So I'm just giving I mean, it was in one e- It was in one evening. It was. It was overall about four hours we spent watching this movie. Oh, okay. So I did so, not watch it all the way well, through. Well, okay. Well, I mean, it was still like, we only took like, we took like a half hour break for me to finish laundry and then you to take a nap. And it that was within like the first like 25 minutes though or something. Like 15, yeah. Yeah, it exactly. Was it was really, so basically we, you know, we were really engaged with that movie yeah. for over three hours. And I hadn't done that in my living room in a really long time. Just sat and like watched one story. Yeah. And I liked the way like the act structures worked. Like you don't get introduced to Jimmy Hoffa until like an hour mm-hmm. and 10 minutes into mm-hmm. it. You kind of forget that Al Pacino's in it for like a long period of time. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I just thought it was really awesome. I thought the acting was great. The writing was great. The only thing that was really shitty about it was that stupid 
visual effects. Oh, <laughs> the, yeah, visual the de-aging. Effects, the de-aging was really, See, really crappy. I did not have a problem at all with the visual effects. In fact, I told you right after we finished watching it, I thought to myself, who in the world is that amazing makeup artist? Because that was flawless. You can't even see any of the makeup lines. Come to find out, was not makeup, was CGI. But it wasn't distracting for me at all. I was... But I think I've hired uh, suspension of disbelief than you, just yeah. as a caveat. Well, I mean, it, like it only bothered me in the. Sorry, did I just interrupt you? Or were you going to ask Chuck a question? One more thing about this, just one, one more Kay. opinion. But like, the, Do I, it. I think the big thing was like at the very beginning, it was like kind of this really when it when they did that first flashback with Joe Pesci and like Robert De Niro, and you're looking at Robert De Niro and you're like, what age is he supposed to be? And then they reference him in his 30s, and I'm like, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not the right age. He like walks like an eighty year old man. He speaks like an eighty year old man. He like does anything physical like an eighty year old man. Like any any time he shoots somebody, it's just like always like with like the half crooked arm like kind of slightly bent over. At one point when he was like running towards the river, I was like worried for him that he might trip and fall <laughs> and like break his hip. I'm like, oh man. Okay, <laughs> but this is a tale doing... that took place over what fifty years. What do you expect them oh, to did... go all freaking Richard or? Link later on them and follow an old man for fifty years. Oh, I mean, like obviously, like the like you know, like the Godfather Part Two. They just cast a different actor when they're thirty. You know, I then... I I had no problem with that. In fact, I thought it was more artful than casting another actor. Well, I mean, you could like maybe like argue thematically that you 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 always remember yourself looking different or looking like more akin to what you look like now. So maybe if this is a story of memory of him looking back on himself, then he obviously would look older because he's still like trying to, you know trying to marriage like his like the man looking at himself in the mirror with the memories of himself doing things in the past so i guess you could argue that thematically it works ah so i guess it wasn't a big deal i mean and i was right yeah definitely. so uh chuck <laughs> what did you think <laughs> we're married <laughs> so I, I thought it was pretty good <laughs> did you think the length was too much oh no you i brought th- that up i was just curious because it's huge it's enormously long but the thing is if you're not sitting in a theater it's okay I watched it over two separate days. Uh, I did an hour and a half, and then I did two hours, and that was fine for me. I got right back into it. I rewound it a little bit to remember where what Jimmy Hoffa was. Well, up you were to. drinking. You were drinking beer though for the first sitting, weren't you? Yeah, I was. It's not a. It's not a drinking beer. You can't wait. drink beer after like my <laughs> after my third. I was like, no, I think I'm gonna wait and then finish this uh, another time. <laughs> and so I came back to it, um, and and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that was good because you need to be you need to be on point. You need to be following closely with what's what's going on because there's a lot of subtle details in that film that are really well done, mm-hmm. especially the so the the whole thing is is to me was about the fact that this dude committed so heavily to something that he was unwilling to give it up ever to the point of ridiculousness yeah and it's just that is how people are unfortunately yeah i agree i think it was mm-hmm. definitely a tale of of conformity through the lens of organized crime, which I thought was really interesting because he starts by talking about his military background and how he he could do well in the military because he knew how to say yes and just do it. And that's what made him successful at organized crime. Yeah. And then in the end, he's just left empty handed because um, just saying yes doesn't provide any wealth in life no and it was it was interesting that he caught a lot of flack about not having enough diversity in the role or in the in the film 
in general. I don't know if you read any articles about oh, that. Oh yeah, about I the yeah. So so oh yeah, Chance, you were you were you were complaining on Facebook about how Anna Paquin doesn't talk enough in it, but I thought that that was actually an artful move. Uh, it, it, to the me, the daughter, the, like the daughter that doesn't speak and just like kind of condemns him with her eyes the entire time, like just pops up every once in a while. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. And but but the thing that part, so the scene I thought was one of the most amazing scenes in the whole movie was when they were uh, was was at the the award dinner and how all of that stuff started to unfold um, with Jimmy Hoffa and everyone, and it was kind of like through a different perspective the entire time. And yeah. it, the, the, it would zoom in and you'd listen to one conversation and then you'd be watching people interact. And mm-hmm. it was very nebulous, mm-hmm. um, but it still came together super well. That was one of the most uh, interesting scenes I've seen in film in a really, really long time. Yeah. It was really unique and yeah. very different. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just thought I just thought it was really well done. And that that's the the loneliness throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's just kind of this island. Yeah, mm. just like saying, yeah, just kind of doing his job, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's that's what he's committed to, and it doesn't have, and he doesn't, he's not willing to give up on that. He's yeah. hoping for something to 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 change, but he's not going to actually adjust himself in yeah. any way. Well, yeah, and I think part of the I think part of the comment of the character was that he doesn't actually have the capacity for self reflection either. No, because I think right. they, they, like the second to the last scene of the movie is him with the priest, and the yeah. priest like says, "So do you feel bad about it?" And he's like, "Well, mm-hmm. maybe like the fact that I'm here kind of shows that." I kind of feel bad. Oh yeah, and then he's like, "Well, sometimes maybe we maybe we'll just pray, and then it'll be like a prayer of the will or something, and yeah. not really we a prayer of feeling." Feel, yeah, yeah. <laughs> feel sorry, just say you're sorry. Yeah, exactly. No, but back to the what? What's the actress's name again? Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin's stoic performance, and I did read an article about how it was some, I think it was like sexist type angle. Yeah, on her lack of dialogue, and I just would like to point out that as a human being. Uh, and as a performer, silence is so powerful. Um, breakfast scene. The breakfast scene. Do you remember the breakfast scene? Yeah. Yeah. You, nothing. I don't think anything was said at the breakfast no. scene when uh, w- the news report came out or whatever. And he oh, was. Oh, yeah. They're sitting in the living room. There's. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. They're yeah. In the living room talking about yeah Jimmy Hoffa being or Jimmy Hoffa. No, the missing. scene before that. What yeah. was the? No, there was a breakfast scene though where he was sitting eating breakfast in the kitchen. And, and the. Tea- I think the TV was playing the story. Yeah, and he would just sat there, and then Anna Paquin was like staring at De Niro, and nothing was said, Mm-mm. and uh, it was just like really intense. And he I just got that up and being left. in the living room for some reason. It well, wasn't either way. But either way, yeah, it was three and a half hours. There were a lot of scenes. <laughs> a lot get of a little, <laughs> You got to sit down and watch it a second time to be able to get a, give it a very thorough review. But there's just not enough hours in the week. <laughs> well, and I think there's this common misconception in our society nowadays where. We think that we have to fill in the silence with something, and a lot of movies and stories and people take this and make it a reality, and I think it's a mistake because there is so much that is unsaid, and that can be just as powerful, if not more powerful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like, is not, is, is, is a part that's not, that doesn't have lines, is that somehow like disenfranchising for an actor? Or no, di- honestly, I, I had one acting role uh, where I didn't have any lines, but I was on stage for the entire play. Yeah. And I will say as an actor, that was the most challenging role I've ever had to do because everything I had to communicate, I had to do through nonverbal communication. And when you're not told what to say, it's just like removing a crutch. So, I mean, from my personal perspective, I thought it was a huge challenge that she, of course, rose to, as she would do. 
All right. And I think that's I cool. It. it opens up a lot for actors too, if they're not. Yeah. And then and especially, but his, you know, a Scorsese's movies obviously always have good, a good script. Yeah. But if you're working with a really crappy script, sometimes it's best just to cut stuff. Yeah. Well, actually, I read because I read it in the defense because they because they were calling Scorsese uh, in this interview. They were kind of alluding to the fact that he's sexist or something. Mm-hmm. So then he started off with like, well, if I'm sexist, I wouldn't have made like The Age of Innocence. And that has great female parts in it. And mm-hmm. like uh, Alice doesn't live in here anymore. And he like kind of defended himself. And then he just mm-hmm. said, well, we were looking at the script. And then I realized that all of the dialogue because she actually had a bunch of dialogue when they hired her. And then all the dialogue he found out was more or less superfluous. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it just ended up being better if we just cut all of her dialogue out and mm-hmm. the, the scenes played better. So mm-hmm. it's a tricky so, call. I mean, yeah, I think it's a good call though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. I think it's a good, uh, great but movie. Yeah. Go. How how many how many? Uh, what are we rating? How are we reviewing movies again? Um, let's do oh, it. How many? It? Let's do how many? Well, no, we got we got we got to do it towards the towards the actual movie though. So how many? Uh, how many uncanny valleys? Too many is too many is bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> How many uncanny valleys? So zero is a perfect score, and then yeah. five uncanny valleys is, is a like, terrible score. It's a terrible Wait, score. What's an uncanny valley? Uncanny valley is this idea in, in visual effects where if you make it look too human, the, then all of a sudden, th- it, looks, of a sudden oh, it looks really weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like sex dolls when they started making them and they started to get too realistic, it almost looked like creepy, like a dead body. Yeah. And so people were like, yeah. it, it, it's like attractive to a certain point and then it just like dips and gets creepy. And then as soon as it's a human being, it's natural again. Yeah. Okay. And you're What's not averse it to it. Uncanny Valley? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to give it one Uncanny Valley out of five. I'm gonna give it one. I'm as gonna well. give it zero Uncanny Valleys. Oh, because you didn't, you didn't see the Uncanny Valley in the. In the visual effects. No, oh. I thought it was great. Zero uncanny valley. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get you a new uh, glasses prescription. So, <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, actually, uh, we should probably check to see what the next step on the steak is. Oh yeah, let's <gasps> check in with Jack. Yes. Let's check it in. If you want your beef steak to taste so good, you let it rest like this beef steak rest. All right. Well, All right. A, well, what a great chef. That we'll was have enlightening. To, we'll have to go in next week. Maybe maybe he'll have some more pointers for us next week on this <laughs> podcast. Right. Should we should we end with a joke from a hat? Let's do it. Take a joke from a hat when you read it, I'll bet that you make someone laugh. It's a joke from a hat. All righty. This week's hat. Um, is, you're going to read it, right? You're, you're going to do oh, it. Right there? There's the ad. I'm covering it up. Zoe, would you like to take a joke from a hat and read it to us? <clears throat> Why was the wool beanie so quiet at the hat bash? It was feeling sheepish. Ooh. <laughs> that was a bad one. I like that one. All right. That one made sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this week on Treasure Valley Podcast. Uh, be sure to visit www.lowergentrystudios.com to catch back episodes of this podcast, including live music, which we are now kicking out on a semi regular basis. But our first episode came out last week with Sunblood Stories. We also have two feature films and a web series entitled Canyon County. Thanks for joining us. Peace.